Well, hello, and you are listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again today. Welcome if it's your first time. We explore, as I say, the highways and byways of classic jazz recording. And classic jazz is anywhere from the ragtime era up through the day before yesterday, as far as I'm concerned. So we uh, tend to range around quite a bit. And today we're going to be featuring several sessions that feature the great swing era trumpet player Emmett Berry. Emmett Berry was a black trumpet player who was born in Macon, Georgia in 1915. We're told that he started out as a classical trumpet player, which makes sense. He was regarded as an excellent uh, section player in big bands uh, and had a very full, warm sound uh, with great facility in the upper register. He replaced Roy Eldridge with the Fletcher Henderson band when Eldridge went out on his own in the late 1930s, and uh, his style was kind of based on that very virtuosic, crackling style. He did a swing-era take on Roy Eldridge, whereas I guess you could say Dizzy Gillespie uh, took it more into the bebop era, but similar types of technique and uh, flights of fancy and so forth. So we're going to start uh, with a a date that uh, was done for Savoy on May 1st of 1944, and this was under the title of Cozy Cole and His Orchestra slash All-Stars, depending on the issue, it was either the orchestra or the All-Stars. And Cozy Cole, the great drummer, uh, led a number of really fine swing sessions in the middle 1940s for a variety of labels, Savoy, Keynote, Comet. Uh, all, all different labels, and we're going to be hearing some more of those as time goes on as well. So in this band, on May 4th, 1944, we have Emmett Berry on trumpet. Uh, on alto and tenor sax, mostly alto, I think, is Walter Foots Thomas, and he was a, an interesting character who played with uh, Cab Calloway's band throughout the 1930s. He had been with the Missourians. He'd even recorded with Jelly Roll Morton at one point or another, and uh, he had taken classical saxophone lessons, and he was a very well-rounded musician. He wasn't known as a great jazz player, although he certainly did a lot of jazz playing with Calloway, uh, but by the mid-40s, he had his own music publishing company, and he worked for the Joe Davis label, uh, which was a recording company and a publishing company as well, and he put together a number of recording sessions under his own name, one of which we're going to hear in a little while. And uh, he wrote many of the tunes they recorded, uh, including a couple of the ones on this uh, particular session. Actually, I take it back, it was uh, two of the tunes that we're going to hear were uh, composed by Buck Ram, an interesting uh, figure on the black jazz scene in the middle 1940s who did some of his own recording dates as well. Talk about him a little bit later. So in addition to those two, we have Bud Johnson and Coleman Hawkins on twin tenor saxes, and their styles are pretty distinctive. Bud Johnson had a little bit more of a Lester Young type of style, although his career went back to the late 1920s with Louis Armstrong and others. He was one of the few swing-era musicians, Coleman Hawkins being one of the other few, who really embraced bebop and the bebop players. And Bud Johnson's style uh, started veering more towards modern jazz in uh, that period as well. Then we're going to hear in the rhythm section Johnny Guarneri, who was everywhere in the middle 1940s on piano, <laughs> Max Shopnick on uh, bass, and Cozy Cole, of course, on drums. Cozy Cole was either still with or had just left the Cab Calloway band. He had been with him for quite a while and was doing studio work, had a drum school in uh, New York with uh, Gene Krupa, or that was to come a little bit later, and uh, he actually played in some Broadway shows, which was unusual for an African-American performer at the time. The four tunes we're going to hear are Old Man River, uh, the classic tune by uh, Oscar Hammerstein and Jerome Kern from Showboat, Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams, the Harry Barris tune that served as one of Bing Crosby's theme songs, and then the two Buck Ram tunes, Riding the Riff and Flat Rock, uh, both of which are good jam session types of tunes. Then we're going to go uh, to a tune that was credited to Cozy Cole, and this is from the next day, June 14th of 1944. Similar band, Emmett Berry 
with Foots Thomas again on alto and tenor, Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, Johnny Guarneri and Cozy Cole in the rhythm section, this time with Sid Weiss on bass and Eddie Bearfield on alto sax. Bearfield was another Cab Calloway alum who'd done much recording with Don Redman and, and, and many other players as well. And we're going to hear the Jersey Jump Off, as I said, credited to Cozy Cole. Uh, so all of these done uh, for Savoy Records in New York City. First session on May 1st, 1944, and the last tune on June 14th of 1944. And we are going to continue that session after the break. So here are our tunes. Cozy Cole's Orchestra slash All-Stars. Old Man River, Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams, Riding the Riff, Flat Rock, and Jersey Jump Off. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's some really wonderful late-period swing era playing there. All of those musicians were uh, very seasoned veterans of the big bands and also the scene on 52nd Street uh, with all of the clubs there and various small groups that uh, existed for short or long periods. We started out with the Cozy Cole Orchestra, or All Stars, Emmett Berry on trumpet. He was making his living, I believe, on 52nd Street at that point, doing uh, regular uh, engagements with Teddy Wilson and then Edmund Hall's band. That was a similar group in there before he went with Count Basie's band a couple of years later, and he spent the latter part of the 40s uh, with Basie as his main trumpet soloist. Walter Thomas, Foots Thomas, on alto and tenor sax. He was playing lead tenor in some of the ensembles in there, but he played a couple of alto solos as well. He was an effective jazz man, but he was really known at this stage of his career as a composer and arranger, and he probably did the arrangements for all of these. Bud Johnson and Coleman Hawkins both did the tenor solos. Uh, Bud Johnson only did one that I could identify. He took the first solo on the first number, uh, Old Man River, the first tenor solo. Coleman Hawkins came in later, and I believe he was responsible for all the other tenor playing as well. Then in the rhythm section, we had Johnny Guarneri, who was a scion of the Italian family that brought us the Guarnerius violin makers, uh, or Guarnerius violins from many centuries before, and he was uh, playing very regularly in clubs on 52nd Street. He became known as a, as a piano soloist and cocktail pianist, a very, very good uh, player who could uh, imitate the styles of Count Basie, Earl Hines, and Fats Waller, as he did on many recording sessions, but he often did his own thing, as I think he was doing primarily on this date. Max Shopnick was on bass. I don't know anything about him. This is the only recording that I know of that he appears on. Must have been somebody's friend, but a good bass player nonetheless. And the leader, Cozy Cole, who, as I said, had been with Cab Calloway's band for probably almost 10 years at that point. So, as I said, we started out with Old Man River, featuring that uh, initial tenor solo by Bud Johnson. We also heard an alto solo, short one, by Walter Thomas, and then the rest by Emmett Berry, Johnny Guarneri, and Coleman Hawkins. Then, to a nice, breezy swing version of Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams, again, featuring Hawkins and Berry primarily. Then, that Buck Ram tune, Riding the Riff. Uh, again, featuring primarily trumpet, piano, and tenor sax, and the finished off that session, which was done on May 1st of 1944, uh, by uh, the tune called Flat Rock, which gave us another alto solo by Walter Thomas. And those last two tunes, Riding the Riff and Flat Rock, as I mentioned, were composed by Buck Ram, who was doing quite a lot of composing, arranging, and promoting uh, on 52nd Street among African-American musicians, primarily in the mid-40s. His career took him a little bit later uh, to rhythm and blues and to doo-wop. He became the manager and I think the chief architect of the Platters style and presentation, so he became much better known uh, in the next decade for doing all of that. Then we heard one tune from the June 14th, 1944 date for Savoy, and uh, this was right after D-Day, in fact. This was a tune called the Jersey Jump-Off, composed by the leader, Cozy Cole, a slightly different band with Eddie Bearfield playing alto sax on that, uh, no Bud Johnson in that case, and Sid Weiss playing bass. So we're going to go on and do three more tunes, the three more tunes from uh, that June date. We're going to hear the classic Edgar Sampson Stompin' at the Savoy followed by a tenor sax feature. This is an Emmett Berry program, but we're going to include On the Sunny Side of the Street, which was mostly Coleman Hawkins, uh, just to round off that session. Can't leave that one off. Of course, the great McEwen Fields tune. And then another Cozy Cole original called Jump Street, which was occasionally called Jump a While. All of these featuring those musicians, Emmett Berry, Eddie Bearfield, uh, Foots Thomas on alto and tenor sax, not soloing though, Coleman Hawkins on tenor, John Guarneri on piano, Sid Weiss on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. 
Then, speaking of Walter Thomas, we're going to do a, uh, a couple of tunes from a date for the Joe Davis label on April 1st of 1944. This was uh, done by Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats. There was also uh, a series of recordings done by Walter Thomas and his Fly Cats, which we have played in the past, featuring Coleman Hawkins and Hilton Jefferson. I think I had them on a Hilton Jefferson program a while back. This band featured, again, Emmett Berry, along with Foots Thomas, Bud Johnson, and this time Ben Webster doing many of the solos on tenor. Clyde Hart was on piano, Oscar Pettiford on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. A very similar group, obviously a little network of musicians here. And we're going to hear two tunes. We're going to hear Broke But Happy and Blues on the Bayou. Both of these were done or composed by Walter Thomas and arranged by him as well. And in the next set, we're going to hear the other two tunes from that date. So those are our tunes for this set. Stompin' at the Savoy on the sunny side of the street and Jump Street, all done by Cozy Cole's Orchestra and All-Stars. And then Broke But Happy and Blues on the Bayou, Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats, all featuring Emmett Berry on trumpet.
Some more terrific little little known swing era sessions right at the end of the swing era, right uh, as World War II was ending. In fact, uh, we started out with the remaining three tunes from the Cozy Cole session for Savoy, June fourteenth, nineteen forty-four. We heard "Stompin' at the Savoy" on the sunny side of the street and Jump Street and. Uh, Sunny Side of the Street was a feature for Coleman Hawkins, obviously, although the band plays a good background part there. Uh, Emmett Berry really does superb work through here. He was one of the most 
consistent jazz trumpet players of this period. Uh, he appears on all kinds of sessions, big band sessions with Benny Carter. If you were in a big band, in Benny Carter's big band playing solos, you had to be good because he was a very exacting leader. Uh, he played, as I said, with Count Basie's band earlier in the 30s with the Fletcher Henderson and the Horace Henderson band. He made a date later on with Fletcher Henderson's uh, group, the last one he had in the middle to late 1940s and came in as a trumpet soloist and recorded with Billie Holiday and, oh, many, many others. He was with Johnny Hodge's little band uh, after Hodge's left Ellington uh, in the late 1940s and they uh, went on the road and had that hit recording with Castle Rock. He also recorded with uh, Al Sayers, who was the tenor soloist on Castle Rock. So he had a very interesting career uh, that went into the 1960s, kind of dropped off the, the map in the 1960s, although he was still playing and doing big bands. Uh, he had some ill health, I guess, in 1970 and he returned to Cleveland. He had been born in Macon, Georgia, uh, but he was brought up in Cleveland, apparently. Uh, and he returned there in about 1970 uh, with uh, his health in, in, in not good shape. And some internet sources said he died in 1973, but I think most agree that he lived until 1993. In those last 23 years or so, nothing was heard of him. Uh, some people have said he may have had some emotional illness or, or mental issues or something like that. But as far as we know, he didn't play or at least didn't play publicly to the point where he would be recorded. But he was a very frequently recorded, very dependable, and very inspired trumpet soloist in the late swing period. So, after we uh, finished those three tunes uh, from June 14th, we heard two uh, from the date that was brought to us by Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats, the Joe Davis label. As I mentioned, Thomas was uh, running recording sessions for Joe Davis and publishing things through Joe Davis's publishing company, and this was done on April 1st of 1944. We heard Broke But Happy, and a blues in the bayou. And uh, as I said, Walter Thomas wasn't known as a jazz player. However, he gave himself some solos on his recordings, especially on alto sax, on Brooke But Happy, and he sounds quite good. Um, I'm, some people thought it might have been Bud Johnson, but I don't think so. I think it was Walter Thomas. Bud Johnson does play tenor. He may have been the clarinet soloist on Blues on the Bayou. And Ben Webster played uh, the lovely tenor solo on Blues on the Bayou. Of course, Emmett Berry's knitting it all together on trumpet with a really first-class rhythm section. Clyde Hart on piano, who didn't live too much longer. I think he lived into 1945. He was right on the cusp of being one of the great bebop piano players as well as late swing era players, and he died, I think, of tuberculosis. Then Oscar Pettiford, of course, course, one of the great modern jazz bass players, and Cozy Cole, who, uh, whose recording career went from Jelly Roll Morton through Stuff Smith and Cab Calloway and up through his own things, and uh, recorded with uh, Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie at different times, and uh, had a big hit recording of Topsy later on in the 50s. He was a very interesting, very technically adept drummer. He was also the second drummer with the Louis Armstrong All-Stars after Big Sid Catlett uh, left or passed away. So we're going to hear the two remaining tunes from that session. We're going to hear Jumpin' with Judy and Blues on the Delta. Jumpin' with Judy will feature Bud Johnson on tenor sax, and uh, we'll hear these other ones as well. Blues on the Bayou was the one we just heard. Blues on the Delta is the one that will be coming up second. Then we're going to round out the program with the only uh, date under Emmett's, Emmett Berry's name in the 1940s. I say that with a little caveat. Uh, he recorded with the Emmett Berry Five, making four sides for National on August 31st, 
August of 1944. This is Emmett Berry on trumpet, Don Bias on tenor sax, and the Cab Calloway rhythm section of the time. Dave Rivera on piano, Milt Hinton on bass, and J.C. Hurd on drums. And we're going to hear four tunes from that date, the four tunes. We're going to hear uh, the lovely ballad Sweet and Lovely, which was uh, composed by uh, Gus Arnheim and Tobias. And then we will go on to Biased Opinion, a good uh, jam session uh, put-together thing for the date, credited on Bias. Then a nice blues, Deep Blue Dream, given credit to Dave Rivera in that case. And we're going to end up with a Don Bias original called The White Rose Kick, dedicated, I believe, to his favorite beverage. Uh, Emmett Berry did uh, have four other recordings issued under his own name a little bit later, and they were... uh, actually for uh, done um, by the band that he was playing with for a while at the time, the Illinois Jaquette Band. And the day before, I think this was for Savoy, uh, Jaquette recorded with the same band. He recorded four or five tunes, and the next day, uh, the same band recorded another four or five tunes under Emmett Berry's name. So it was essentially an, an Illinois Jaquette group. So we're going to do a, a Jaquette show a little bit later, and those will probably be on there. So here are our tunes for this last set for Emmett Berry. We're going to hear... Um, uh, Walter Thomas, uh, his band, doing Jumpin' with Judy and Blues of the Delta. And then the Emmett Berry Five, Sweet and Lovely, Biased Opinion, Deep Blue Dream, and White Rose Kick. Thank you. 
So that's our Emmett Berry program for today. Very unsung jazz trumpet player from the late 1930s all the way into the 1950s. Really remarkable player. He and Joe Thomas, who we have also done a program on in the past, were kind of twins as far as uh, dependability and versatility and, and jazz ability are concerned. Uh, Joe Thomas tended to sound a lot more like Louis Armstrong. He had a big, broad, uh, melodic sound, and Emmett Berry sounded a little more like uh, Roy Eldridge with a lot more busy playing, but uh, very incisive, very hot playing. And so between the two of them, you have an excellent uh, example of, of how I won't even say second-level uh, trumpet players were playing in the 1940s. They were really 1A, I guess, if you'd have to uh, give them a, a ranking. So we started out with Jumpin' with Judy and Blues on the Delta, both done by Walter Thomas and his Jump Cats for the Joe Davis label, April 1st of 1944. We heard the leader, Walter Thomas, playing alto on um, Jumpin' with Judy, but mainly it was Bud Johnson on tenor sax. And then Blues in the Delta, uh, some great Ben Webster on tenor as well. Then we went on to the uh, Emmett Berry Five recording for Savoy in 1944, June 14th to be exact. And that, uh, actually, I take that back. I just said the wrong date. This was done, uh, it wasn't in fact done for uh, national records, and that was done on August 31st of 1944. Getting some of my uh, previous recordings mixed up there. But the Emmett Berry Five consisted of Emmett Berry on trumpet, Don Bias on tenor sax, and as I said, the Cab Calloway rhythm section. Dave Rivera on piano, Mill Hinton on bass, and J.C. Hurd on drums. The only one missing was Danny Barker on guitar. He didn't make it to that date, apparently. And we heard, in order, uh, Sweet and Lovely, with some really beautiful playing by both horns. White, uh, rather, actually, the next tune was Biased Opinion, nice up-tempo jam number uh, written by uh, Don Bias, and uh, featuring, again, some superb playing. Deep Blue Dream, uh, as the title suggests, a dreamy blues type of piece that featured uh, Emmett Berry particularly well. I think he, he was really at his best on, on that type of uh, playing. That was a Dave Rivera tune. And then we ended up with another Don Bias tune, the White Rose Kick, which had a standard corn progression taken from several tunes. The bridge sounded like it was from uh, Paper Moon, and uh, there were a couple of other things in there, too. So something that was just probably put together for the recording session, but really featured the fiery playing of Emmett Berry on trumpet and Don Bias on tenor sax. So thank you very much. Hope you've enjoyed this program. This has been Emmett Berry Day on trumpet with uh, sessions by him, uh, by uh, Cozy Cole and Walter Thomas. We're going to be doing a podcast coming up in a while of Cozy Cole and uh, some of the drummer leaders who recorded for Keynote Records and some similar types of sounds coming in as well. So this is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. If you'd like to sponsor us, please do so on a one-time or sustaining basis. Uh, our home uh, was originally on Anchor. We are now part of the Spotify so that may be where you're listening to us now, but we can be heard on Apple and many other uh, platforms that bring you finer podcasts everywhere. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.